a Jets fan. Yes. As a battered Jets fan. Hello? You play to win the game. <laughs> like, I can't. How am I going to do that? How are you going to make that jump? I appreciate that. Let's I go eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Manny, the NFL is back. <laughs> Welcome, it's everybody, to episode number 40 of the Battered Jets Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, I have two battered fans. One a Jet fan, one a Bearded Fin fan, and I guess I'll start it off with the, with the unlikable, Bearded Fanatic. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing quite amazing. And listen, according to the comments on your Jets videos, your fan base loves me. So I want to tell you about that. You may dislike me, but your fan base loves me. That's yeah, all I got to say about that. Fins, guys. I ain't going to lie. See? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll move over to the, to the more acceptable Gunny. How are you, you doing, go. sir? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good, man. You know how it is. Football is back. It's We've been That's waiting it. for this for a long time. So right now I'm just trying to get through the work week so Thursday night can get here and then finally the weekend and then, of course, Monday night football, right? So for me, it's just a proct- uh, um, more practice of patience as we get down to the final hour here of, of having real football again. I'm, I'm curious before you jump in, Danny, because I, I want to get Gunny's insight because I don't think we've ever really asked him this because last year once we started this show – we kind of brought you as we were already getting the ball rolling. Right. So that now that the season starting Thursday is real football. I believe it's mm-hmm. Lions and who is it? Lions Chiefs. and Rams? Chiefs and oh, Lions no, and Chiefs. And Lions. So, yeah. so Chiefs and Lions are Thursday. Are you a type of guy that even if your team's not playing on Thursday night football or even Monday night football, are you watching all football regardless of who it is? I watch everything. Okay. I watch everything. Okay. I watch every game. Um, I especially watch every AFC East game, right? So, like, if, if like, my, of course, if my Jets are playing at the same time, then obviously that's priority. Right. But I try to go ahead and layer it to when, like, okay, the Jets are playing at one, and then the Bills are playing at freaking uh, at four, and yep. the Dolphins. I, I watch a lot of the AFC East games. So I always want to know, like, okay, let's see how good these guys really are because our matchup right. is coming. But I, I love football. Like, I'm a football fan. Okay. Um, so I watch, I watch them all. Like I'll be up till late Thursday night, wake my ass up in the morning for Friday, to go to work. I'm going to do it again Monday night. Well, even if it wasn't the Jets game, uh, Monday night, I would watch Monday night football and wake up early to go to work on Tuesday. That's just, I love football. On Monday nights, Monday nights right. I could watch, but Thursday nights, I watched the first game of the season. Thursday right. Night. I think it's the most but, exciting one. Yeah. Okay. But out of like, after that Thursday night football, I'm probably not watching it. I, I was gonna say, Danny. Danny's the epitome of a sports fan when it comes to it. Like he literally watches twenty nine show, uh, twenty nine sports. He, I think, he even watches cricket five. at one point. Five. You five know, he, he's lying. Five. It's five times five. But <laughs> the fact is that when it comes to football, I'm like Gunny. I have to watch. Like this is my fix. Here's yeah. all I get all season. Yeah. So inject it into my veins. But yes. Danny, it's finally real football time, and That's we're gonna it. get to, we're gonna get to your season here in a few minutes. But first, let's talk about this fucking finale of Hard Knocks that we just saw. Yeah, I mean, that that's what set it off, right? Hard Knocks is over officially, and there's really nothing in between us and our first game of the season on Monday. But Hard Knocks officially over, five episodes. It was okay. I thought we had a really solid start with the first two or three episodes. Then we had one or one that was okay. Last week was good. And today was just, I guess, like a recap. It wasn't anything out of this world. Right. So cover it real quick. Two things that stood out. Um, first, the UFO talk. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance that Aaron Rodgers was sober when he saw that UFO with his boys? Like none, right? There's no chance he was sober. He said it was five in the morning, bro. It was five in the morning. He was he was about to go take a piss. When you are on shrooms, five in the morning, four in the afternoon, it it, it all, all blends. Blur. 
You're Tell absolutely right. Listen, you're absolutely. <laughs> but listen, I think Gunny's the perfect person to have in this topic. First of all, I do believe wow, that. Wow. Let's let's preface. No, this wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Not because of the shrooms. <laughs> not because of, not because of the shrooms that Gunny takes, but his military background. But I'll get to that in a second. But um, I think there is something out there. What the fuck it is? Who knows? Um, like we were talking offline, Gunny. You got it. You got it. You got a little bit of clearance in you. Obviously, don't give us any specifics because yeah. we don't want to get you in trouble. You've seen some shit in your heyday. Do you think it's really that far reach that he did see something or that there is something out there? No, I don't believe it's, it's that far of a reach. I, I, I don't believe for a, se- a millisecond that we're the only things out there. Um, I do believe there is, you know what I'm saying, something, something. else out there. I don't know what. I'm not going to tell you what they look right. like. There's something else out there. Um, and, and even in just projects that I've seen in the military in terms of just weapon systems, right, how we, we were working on something, working on something, and then all of a sudden, like, boom, we were able to create something five times better. It seemed like almost overnight, especially when you look at the process of how weapon systems get built. One of the things that I always think is kind of odd is how the F-35 uh, fighter jet became a reality from previous generation. That's a huge leap in technology. That's neither here nor there. But I, I do right. believe like there are some things that we are not privy to. Um, kind of like the men in black, you know what I'm saying? Keeping us all in check so we don't freak the freak out. But yeah, like uh, I, I do I'm, believe there's something else out there. I'm with Aaron Rodgers, Danny. If I was, if it was five in the morning and I'm here with you, first of all, I'm gonna go investigate. That's the white guy in me. Because God forbid somebody's breaking into my car, trying to break into my house, I'm going to go investigate. I might take a little weapon with me, but I'm going to do it. Second of all, I'm with Aaron Rodgers. If I hear a noise, I want to go investigate. And more than likely, something bad's going to happen. But you're going to tell me, Danny, if you hear some weird noises outside your house, you're not going to go look? Of course, of course. And and my wife wakes me up all the time because she hears noises. And I got to go investigate, even though I know I know <laughs> that nothing. there's nothing going it's on AC, downstairs. It's the AC turning on. It's the AC. But she, she will not let me go back to sleep unless I go investigate. So, no, I, I get you. You got to check that out. Cycle point. Do, do you think it's far? <laughs> did you think it was far-fetched? you think it's far-fetched? you think Aaron Rodgers saw No, it? no. I mean, look, I don't. overall, I don't, I don't think that it's far-fetched. Do I think okay. Aaron Rodgers randomly spotted that one night in Long Island? Yeah, I think the guy was on shrooms. That's what. But I it's think. amazing I that he remembers, though. You remember he said 2005, and he remembers it the whole story like it was yesterday. Because he said that because it was like his draft, wasn't it? Like his draft day weekend or something like that. Right, wasn't that right, what the whole... right. Of course, he's gonna remember it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Listen, I, I think we went far enough on it. But listen, I believe in UFOs, man. I believe in UFOs. I'll be the first right. one to say it. And then the other highlight, which I think oh. it, it, it's gonna be what gets talked about the most. Probably throughout the season, it might get talked about. And, and Gunny hasn't and, seen it. Do you have the yes. Do you have the bid for him to hear it? Uh, no, I do not. I, okay. I don't. But he was giving his speeches right when he does little PowerPoint presentations and whatnot, and he started talking to the team about the, his pet peeves. Mm-hmm. And he said, "My biggest pet peeve is when a bad team is playing loses to a good team that's playing a lot better, and then the coaches meet at the fifty yard line, and the coach that has a good team that's winning says to the other coach." Your guys played hard. And verbatim, this is what Rob Salah said. Fuck you. I don't want to play hard. I want to fuck you up. <laughs> verbatim. And I, I, and verbatim, Johnny. I'm pretty, sure, I'm I like pretty that. sure that that will be the quote that you'll be seeing all day or for the next, fuck at least you. for the next week. I don't week. want to play hard. I want to fuck you up. I like that yep. a lot. That, that's right. a shirt. I, it's already in the process. My wife's working on it. It's it's a shirt. It's a shirt. <laughs> Trademarked. Gunny, Gunny, that's when I, I message what I message because 
The one thing I like about Mike McDaniel, and I was telling I was telling this to Danny off air, is the fact that he's so different in the aspect of how he carries. He's he's nothing like another coach we've ever seen. But what I oh, no. appreciate hardcore about Robert Sala, it strikes you back as those 80s and 90s, early early 90s yeah. head coaches. That toughness, vibes. that grit. Like, I'm going to punch your coach in the face, and I'm going to punch every single guy in your team, and I'm going to make sure my team works hard. I appreciate the shit out of Robert Sala. And that's why me and Danny had a disagreement that he was, he was ready to fire this guy after week one last year. But I knew that Robert Sala has that ick factor. I was and, I, not and I think ready to fire him. You're a liar. You're I a thought liar, that saying sir. that he was going to keep receipts was a stupid thing to say after one week. I loved that's, it. That's up, I loved it. That's up, I loved, that's, I loved no, it. Yeah, you say it because in retrospect, it sounds great. But, but I loved it right wait. away, though. Yeah, because yeah. no, you're an idiot. I think you, you I have think to we're, I think we're to... so accustomed, bro, to being afraid to talk because, like, we've been getting our asses beat so much as Jets fans. Like, we're just kind of afraid. We, we'll talk shit all we want to, right? But even so, we, we do it delicately. When my coach is doing it, I, I freaking love it. And let's, not be, let's be real. We, we, we won seven games, and some of those games we did not expect to freaking win, and we did. Well, um, but that, so but we, th that's my point, though. Look, he said it after week one. And then week two, yes, I understand that we had that, that crazy comeback right. with, like, that onside kick or whatnot. But for the most part, I mean, nine times out of ten, you lose that game. And then what? You said that stupid-ass quote, and then you went up and you laid another egg. What else are you going to say now? Listen, Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan put his foot in his mouth so many times. All the time. All I'm, the time. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to go over there and kiss his rings. And guess what? That guy kept shoving his rings up Rex Ryan's ass. But at the end of the day, Rex Ryan was one of your favorite fucking head coaches because of yeah. how fucking tough and outspoken he was. Because, and that's because he backed it up. the tri-state area. But, but, but That embodies the tri-state area. Right. When he was talking like that after 2010, that shit got old quick. And everybody yeah. turned on him. Yeah, I, yeah, I, did, sure. I still love Rex, but everybody turned I on him. Rex. Me too. I would have taken him over Salah. Like, 100%, and I, maybe 100%. some people would be like, oh, you're crazy. I, I would have taken him back, man. He'll get his players to run through a wall for him. Hell, yeah. I'll run through a wall for him. For sure. Right. I'm not a Jet fan, and I'll run through a wall for Rex Ryan and Robert Sala. I'm just saying. Exactly. These guys are the epitome of what coaching should be. Listen, yeah. Tony Dungy was a great coach, Gunny. I'm not shitting on Tony Dungy. But the whole factor that everybody's like, oh, he wasn't really tough. You know, he was more of your friend. Was a, I, I, yeah. get, I get all that. But for me, this type of coaching is what's really needed in the NFL, especially You're with these, 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 these younger guys coming in. Because even the older guys will respect the shit out of Robert Sala. But these younger guys were like, all right, no, I'm going to I'm gonna do what this guy says. Putting a bow on this Hard Knocks talk, I don't know if you guys remember when the Jets were on Hard Knocks the first time with Rex Ryan, where Tony Dungy came out and started criticizing Rex Ryan for cursing so much. And yep. they had like have a sit down and talk. So, yeah, Tony Dungy is definitely a different type of coach. Yeah, for 100%. 100%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all in all, Gunny, I know you didn't watch the, this last episode. It was even shorter right. than all the rest. It was like 43 minutes only. Like It was yep. really short. What oh, did you think right. of the Hard Knocks overall? Overall, I think we got what we expected, right? We got to see some things that one Jets drive didn't show. We were all kind of wondering how they were going to go ahead and maneuver that because one Jets drive jumped ahead of them to go ahead and post their stuff on Monday nights. But I feel like every Tuesday we saw something that we didn't see on Monday nights, right? So mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that. And I was I was 100% against it at first. I did not want the distraction there. I did not want it being a circus while the Jets were getting prepared for this season. But I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I, I'm glad it, it wound up happening. They were forced to do it. 
Uh, I think it kind of like sets the tone and the narrative for what this season's expectations are. And it's not just us. It's not just them, you know what I'm saying, doing the one just drive thing to go ahead and, you know, preach, you know, the, the motivation factor, the inspiration stuff. Like you saw it, you know, the grittiness of it on, on Hard Knocks. And they're literally trying to embody that every day uh, um, on, in training camp during the preseason. You just saw it in the way they communicate. I love that because then it just reaffirms the fact that like, okay, the things we're seeing on One Dash Drive, yes, it's the inspirational stuff, you know, the PG stuff, but you see it, you know what I'm saying, in the four adult versions of it as well. Right. Like, this is what they're doing behind closed doors. This is how they're focused. They're trying to go ahead and win games. I, I loved it. Um, I wasn't a fan at first, but I became a believer, and I think they did a great job. After and the first episode, the way, I, was, I loved it. it yep, I was, I'm right there with you. I think that HBO, like we said many times, Danny, they put on a great show. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I think, Gunny, this is your retweet. I didn't catch it until you retweeted it. It was the most watched hard knocks in history history so yep. for everybody out there shitting on the jets yeah it couldn't just be jets fans that were watching this just throwing That's that out there. I, I was just about i was just about to say for all those people that keep saying like well you know well, i no didn't watch it because it's the jets, jets. yeah somebody's watching you're somebody's lying. watching <laughs> you're lying we want to we want to log into your hbo maxes and see what you've been watching because y'all get your history let's look at your history all right so hard knocks is in the books and now it's the fun stuff oh, so yeah. Official season preview. We're glad we have you here, Hagani, because we like All to right. do this every year. And uh, and I guess let's get it started. Oh, uh, Manny, I don't know if you put the fan. All right. So I guess we'll start with uh, with uh, Monday Night Football. Yep. We're not going to go game by game. We're just overall. But I did want right. to know about the first game. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Gunny, about the fact that we're starting off in a divisional round? I mean, I'm sorry, I think it's a divisional great. opponent. I think you it's great. like that. And- I love it, and, and you're, you're you're talking about going getting to go against the last three years running AFC East uh, champs. Um, I think our defense has so much continuity against Josh Allen. Knowing what to expect, it's the perfect time to go ahead and hit those guys in the mouth. Like we know what you want to do, we know what you're thinking. You don't play well against us. Perfect. The Bills haven't seen this freaking New York Jets offense. They haven't. They haven't seen Aaron Rodgers with these guys yet. I know some people are more concerned about them not having the ability to go ahead and gel and whatnot. Personally, I think that also impacts the game plan for the Buffalo Bills. Um, they don't know what to expect either, right? So, like, as much as, like, we're saying it's not an advantage for the Jets, it's also a disadvantage for the Bills defense who's not seen these guys play together or don't know what to expect. Whereas we kind of know what to expect when it comes to Josh Allen. This is the same offense, same players we went up against last season. Like, no changes really there. They added the tight end, but I'm not really going to go ahead and give him his flowers yet. He hasn't played a single down in the NFL. But for the most part, we know exactly what they're going to do, what their game plan is, what they're capable of. And I like that for us. So I I love this being game one. And I want us to open up the season punching them right in the freaking throat. Look, I wasn't a fan. I really wanted the Giants week one. I thought 9-11 against the Giants. Monday Night Football was the way to go. But the schedule, I heard the schedule maker talking about how because they play in the preseason, they didn't want to have them play like right after again in the regular right. season. So that's why they didn't do it. But that, that's what I was hoping for. But look, it, it becomes a, a very a crucial game in the season because mm-hmm. starting 1-0 or 0-1 against your division, especially against the Bills, can make a big difference. Yep. So let's go ahead and let's start this preview episode. So I wanted to start off by asking you, Gunny, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago about who was going to be the number two receiver. I told you it wouldn't be Corey Davis. I think I ended up being right, not because of the reason I thought, but Corey Davis is no longer the number two receiver. How are you feeling about the wide receiver depth on this team right now? 
it's the weakness on this roster. Yeah, people are concerned okay. about the freaking about the freaking offensive line. I feel more confident about the offensive line than the guys we have after Garrett Wilson. Um, I personally do not like our wide receiver number. I'm one of those guys who look at it and I'm like, man, it's a number one wide receiver and a bunch of threes. And you know, when you look at it, really, Aaron Rodgers last year had a bunch of threes that he was throwing to, to include Alan Lazard, had a statistically one of his worst uh, uh, seasons ever. Uh, I think Garrett Wilson can be the offset for that, but God forbid anything happens to Garrett Wilson. After that, you're really getting the same caliber of receiver room as they had last year uh, for the Packers. The only difference, I think, is our running game. Can, can be pretty impactful in terms of having Dalvin Cook and having Brees Hall healthy. Um, I do like our tight end room better than the, the Packers had last season. But in terms of our wide receiver room, man, like people are talking about offensive line. Like I actually feel pretty good about the offensive line because, one, they're healthy. Um, and we've got players. We've got dogs on that line. Just got to go ahead and see them stay healthy. That's the, the biggest concern. But after Garrett Wilson, man, it's, it's in essence the same wide receiver room. And, and, hell, I would say Christian Watson's probably more talented <laughs> than some of the guys we have after Garrett Wilson. So, I don't know, bro. Like, I look at the wide receiver room. We went from freaking – I felt pretty good in terms of having Corey Davis as number two and everybody sliding down one slot, but now you move them up a slot, and I, I just – I don't have the same level of comfort as I did prior to Corey Davis leaving. Maybe – I always felt good about it, and maybe it's because I never expected Corey Davis on this team this season. I thought he was going to get traded, though. I didn't think he was going to retire. But – I felt good about Alan Lazard being the number two. I think this kid Brownlee made the team because Corey Davis retired, but he kind of brings you that same skill set. But because he's a rookie, we don't know what to expect exactly. No. Yep. Now, if if Holt, if, if oh, I just blanked on his name. Uh, this kid from Kansas City. No. Uh, oh, Nicole Hardman. Nicole yeah. Hardman. Thank you. Yeah. Nicole Hardman. If he could stay healthy and be that slot receiver, I think he might get more receptions and, and more yards than Alan Lazard as the number two. I think that that slot receiver is going to be a good outlet for this because I, I don't see us airing it out. I think we're going to play – Aaron Rodgers is going to play a different type of game, I think, this year with the I Jets. I think so, too. Because, yep. because of the running game and because of the success that the Jets already had last year where all they needed was a basic uh, – just a, a basic – Score the average. Score yeah, the average like points in the NFL. Nothing crazy. Points. Like Just, just make sure that you protect the ball. Yep. Don't turn it over and, and just complete the easy passes, which Aaron Rodgers could do in his sleep. So I, I don't think that it's going to be anything wild. I think it's going to be a lot of dump offs to the running backs, you know, screen passes. We're going to hit the slot receiver, and then you're going to look at Garrett Wilson whenever you can. A lot of hitch routes to Garrett Wilson. I promise you, if they're playing off of him, hitch routes. If they're playing up on him, he's going to go deep. But outside of Garrett Wilson, he's, he's not going to be looking for his number two all that much. And I don't think it's because it's not Corey Davis. I think it's just because the, the passing game – like I saw somebody predict like, 4,400 yards for Aaron Rodgers. What kind of team or offense do you think the Jets are going to run this year? Like, we're not going to be pass-heavy. When, when you have a, a good defensive team, you rely on the run game and on your defense, and you need Aaron Rodgers to, to make some magic. He'll make some magic. But I don't think that he's going to – if Aaron Rodgers throws for over 4,000 yards, something went wrong is what I think. Oh, I expect him to throw over 4,000 yards. Uh, 4,000 yards? Yeah, bro. We're in the AFC. This isn't the NFC. This is the AFC. You've got quarterbacks like freaking Patrick Mahomes, quarterbacks like Josh Allen, two of freaking who can bomb it to Hill or freaking Waddle. I'm not, I don't Burrow. think we're going to be playing Joe Burrow. Like, we're not going to be playing with leads all the time. And as much as I would love to say we are, we're going to have to launch the ball against some of these guys at some point. It's just going to be a matter of when. And I, the, 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 running the, the running the rock game plan worked really great in the Rex Ryan era, but the game has changed so much, man. Like, it is so geared now towards passing that I do believe that 
4,400 yards is, is a reach, right? I don't think he's going to go off the charts like that. But I do expect him to be in that four to 4,100 range. Um, I, I think it's going to be a lot of screen passes, a lot of freaking uh, crossing routes, a lot of like, you know, like five, 10 yard joints to go ahead and get the ball out of his hands quickly, let the playmakers put into work. Um, but I, I, I don't think we can win in the AFC doing the whole running thing. Not anymore. Not, not in 2023. I think we're going to have to go ahead and be prepared to potentially ball out against a freaking Tua, ball out against a, a freaking Joe Burrow, uh, against a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen. Like it's, the, the, the game has changed too much from the Rex Ryan era to where it's geared for this kind of play. Um, yeah, I, I think 4,000 yards is very much in the cards for Aaron Rodgers this year. I was gonna I was gonna say something because I think that if this was um pardon the interruption, I'd be giving you both points because I think you're both solid in in your takes. My thing is I could I could agree with some of what you're saying. First of all, the wide receiver room, I agree with you, Gunny. I think it is for me, it was the 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 linebacker core that you have, which we'll get into here in in, in a few moments, and then um O line def. And I get it, you feel comfortable with it. I still don't feel as comfortable just because I'm a big O line guy. I get it, you don't have to be great, you just need to be good enough. Give Aaron Rodgers time to be able to scope the field or hand it off if he has to. Um, so, yeah, wide receiver, big points. I agree with you. But I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to make a lot a lot of people, the way he's done in his career, is going to make people look better than what they are. Facts. And I think he has that capability that even your wide receiver threes and fours, and even, the like Danny said, Brownlee, I think this guy has the talent to be able to get open for Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers would know where to put the ball to Brownlee to be able to have him succeed. Going back to the running the game, you you don't have to run the ball all game. Like I don't think Danny's saying that either. Um, I do see Aaron Rodgers throwing north of 3,500 yards. I think that's very easy for him to hit. I think 3,500 is like the minimum that I see him going for this season. But when you have a Dalvin Cook and a Brees Hall in your backfield, you're going to use those workhorses. So what I think Danny's more saying is, I don't think he's saying run the ball, take care of the football because you don't have Zach Wilson. If you still had Trent Dilfer on your team, let's say, for example, I think you have to go that route. But the fact that you have a quarterback as elite as Aaron Rodgers, what he's saying is you don't have to pass it as often because you have two of the best bell cows in your backfield that are going to have the ability to take over games. So even though you're short at wide receiver, those running backs that both could catch the ball out of the backfield is going to be a big help to this Jets offense. The, the two seasons that Aaron Rodgers won MVP yeah. in 2020 and 2021, he threw for 4,000 yards and 4,200 yards. And those are his MVP seasons. Yeah. Last season, he didn't throw for over 300 yards once. He never went over 300 yards a game. I really don't think – and not that he can't. I'm not saying that he can't. Right, right, right. I, I, just, I just don't think that that's going to be the game plan. Nathaniel but I think Hackett that- was, his, was his offensive coordinator that first time he won the MVP. I was he the both? Was he there for, for both, both seasons or yeah. just one? Both seasons. Yeah, okay, back back so, years. and he barely eclipsed four thousand. I mean, two hundred over is, is 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 a lot, I guess. But good. But no, I was saying to Gunny's point though, I think that it speaks more to what the Green Bay offense was, because I'm sorry, Christian Watson may be good, but he's no Garrett Wilson. And basically, Christian Watson was the go-to guy in Green Bay. Alan Lazard, I've already told you, I don't see that guy as big time. I get it. You know, he's a good addition to your wide receiver room. But he's not big time. The fact that you have Garrett Wilson as such a distraction, Danny, is my point, that you have to veer that. Opponents are going to have to veer their defense a little bit more to pay even more attention to Garrett Wilson. And that's going to open up the field to these other guys like McCole Hardman, like you said, in the slot. Alan Lazard on the outside. And you again, your wide receiver room is better than what Green Bay had last year is my point. It's not great, 
but it's much better than what they had. And that's why I think the minimum that you should set for Aaron Rodgers is somewhere around 3,500. I think it'll be closer to 4,000. I just, I don't see okay. him going. And maybe he gets to 4,000. I just, 4,400, I think is. No, I think 4,400 is insane. Yeah, that's, that's I think his career high. high ever is like 4,600 when he was like maybe 26 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like that. So <laughs> I saw, I mean, and, and I get the excitement. And he had I Donald appreciate- Driver, right. Jordy right. Nelson, a, hell, right. a young right. Randall Cobb. So I don't see so, that being. I, yeah, exactly. I, I appreciate the excitement from everybody. But Jesus, like everybody's throwing up like 45, 4,400 yards. I'm like, God yeah. damn. Like, nah. Like, this is the Aaron Rodgers from, like, 10 years ago. But, like, with the team we have right now, I don't know if we want him getting to those numbers because something's going terribly wrong that he has to throw it every game so much. Uh, just to wrap it up real quick with the wide receivers. Yeah. And I'll ask both of you. If you could choose between Alan Lazard as your number two or keeping Elijah Moore, would you have kept Elijah Moore? I'll start with Gunny. 100%. Yeah? 100%. Okay. Yep. I would have kept Elijah Moore minus the attitude, right? We're talking about like Elijah Moore about the attitude <laughs> bullshit. Right, right. Because right. that that's yeah. that's key. Cause he needs yeah. to be that team player. But in terms of talent level, well, he would have gotten I, the ball this year. Oh, he would have. He would have. And I, 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 I would feel much better, much better mm-hmm. with Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore at wide receiver two. Um if that I was agree. the case. What about you, Manny? I, I would say only Alan Lazard, Denny. I know you're a guy who likes big bodies and especially when you get to the end zone. I think Alan Lazard, Alan Lazard gives you something better than what Elijah Moore could have got because I think you're going to get that production out of McCole Hardman. And, and like I said, Garrett Wilson's not a big body, but he's going to be burning people left and right. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to see it a few times a game this season. But I think I would go Alan Lazard just because of the continuity that, that Aaron Rodgers already has with him. And he's a big body in the end zone that could jump up and get that ball for you. All right. So moving on to running backs. We know who mm-hmm. the top two dogs are, right? Yep. That's obvious. And we know that Dalvin Cook probably will get slightly more uh, production to start off the season, right? Because you don't want to bring on – right, right to, to start off. My question to you, and I'll ask Gunny first, and then we'll go to Manny. Who do you think is the starting running back when week 18 comes around? I mean, Grant, say, obviously, assuming that they're both healthy, who at that point is the starting running back and getting more Reese. carries? You think Brees 100%? Brees. Yeah. I think by midseason, Brees is going to go ahead and surpass Dalvin Cook. Um, okay. And Dalvin Cook is, is no chump. Like, this is a guy coming off, like, what, 1,000-yard seasons, four years, the last four years running, uh, three-time Pro Bowl. Like, he's not a chump. But there's a massive talent difference at where he's at now in his career and what we saw from Brees Hall last year. Right. Brees Hall has another gear to him. Brees Hall is a good blo- uh, blocker. Brees Hall's got, I think, better hands. Right, Like, there's – there's just something about Brees, man, like that I think we're going to be watching this season. And, and he might, he's, I think he might be in the conversation. He might get a couple of votes for Offensive Player of the Year type of thing. Like, I think he's just that good. I think by like week six, week seven, he, you, you start really seeing that after hey, the bye RB2 week. was Cook. Yeah, after the bye week. I think you're going to really start seeing like, yeah, Davin Cook is RB2. Brees Hall is him. Like, he's, he's RB1. Um, but yeah, nah, I think week 18, we, we need to get into the end zone. Like, it's Brees Hall that's out there that we're feeding the rock to. Manny? I think it's easy to go Brees Hall. The fact that you guys have said this countless of times last year, Brees Hall would have been your offensive rookie of the year if he doesn't go down. 100%. Right? He's going to come in with that same energy, especially having a guy by the name of Dalvin Cook in the same room, be like, I'm going to show you, you don't need to pay this guy again. I get exactly. why you brought him in. Yep. I do get that. <laughs> I do get why you brought him in. You're a little worried about my leg. But just like he showed you in his first practice, that boy's ready to go. Yep. He's still as fast as he was last year. My thing is, Gunny, I think Dalvin Cook is going to show out harder than what he did last year. And the reason I say that is 
that boy still wants another contract. He doesn't want to play on these one-year contracts. So while he's on the New York Jets, that boy's going to play balls out. And it's scary for uh, other opposing teams for the simple fact that you're going to have two guys who want to prove it that you don't need another running back in the room and another guy saying, I deserve at least a three-year contract. So you're going to have two guys with a big-ass chip on their shoulder. But for me, Danny, I think Dalvin Cook, for the simple reason that he's going to be, he needs to make another team. Brees Hall is going to have a great year, but I think Dalvin Cook wants to make another team. He's not going to be back on the Jets next season. If they're both healthy, the only way I see Dalvin Cook being the starter week 18 is if the Jets are playing the long game and they're like, we don't want to run Brees into the into the ground. That's great if point. Dalvin is producing as well as, as Brees is, we got Brees for the next couple of years. Let's get everything we can out of Dalvin. And again, and that that and I don't think that that's gonna happen. I do think Brees takes it over eventually. But yeah. if Dalvin does take it, I think that that would be the maybe the reasoning. Like we know Dalvin's not gonna be back next year. We know Brees is coming off this knee injury. You know, let him take over the load next year, and let's just have you know running back by committee with Dalvin getting slightly more carries. That's the only way I can see something like that happening. Where, where do you see Izzy? And Michael Carter, like, do you see Izzy sneaking in because he's a little bit faster than Michael Carter, a better, maybe a better pass catcher out of the backfield? Do you think he's eventually going to cut into Michael Carter's workload? And Michael Carter is basically going to be a lost man in that running back room. Uh, I, I personally think Michael Carter is the third back. Okay, I, I think Michael Carter is is more well balanced. I think Izzy is a lot more agile, more yeah. athletic, but I think Michael Carter, I like him more. Uh, between the tackles. What do you think, Gunny? Yeah, I, I like Michael Carter a lot, too. Like, that's my guy. Um, yeah. And everything you're saying, I agree with. But I think mm. that next gear of Izzy, man, like, mm. and we saw yeah, it I mean, in the no, preseason, for sure. bro. The speed, uh, yeah. He's got the hands for it, too, real soft hands. He can run some crisp routes. He's bigger than Mike. I just I, – Aaron likes him. I'm just Aaron saying. Aaron likes him, bro. I, I, I actually – and it's weird because I was prepping my video for the uh, my AFC prediction videos for like each game, and I was looking at the running back room a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like I sat there and I was just like, "Damn it, this Izzy kid, he reminds me of Alvin Kamara." Mm. <laughs> Yo, Izzy reminds mm. me a bit of Alvin Kamara, bro. He's got that wiggle to him. He can go ahead and run the routes. He's fast as all. So I, I don't know if he gets enough opportunity to shine because again, with Dalvin and Brees, they're going to eat oh, yeah. a lot a lot of those opportunities, but I, I do think whenever he gets in, he's going to make it extremely difficult for that freaking coaching staff to look at him and Carter and say, yeah, we're going to give Carter more touches. Today. Right. I, I think th he'll make th it very difficult. That was my thought process as well, Danny. All right. So, obviously, for the running backs to be successful, we need that O-line to step up on top of the passing game, right? We've been talking about the running game. 100%. We've been talking about the wide receiver room, and we know what Aaron Rodgers is, but none of that matters if the offensive line isn't working so i'm just gonna ask it to you just straight up gunny okay. offensive line how are we feeling overall about the starters i i like our starters um so i think i think we forget that just take away last year right in regards to the ridiculous injuries so mm -hmm. we lost avt Dwayne brown was playing with one arm lakin thompson appeared to forget how to play football um the year prior to lakin thompson was a pro bowler the year prior to Dwayne brown was a pro bowler Freaking AVT was on track to be a pro bowler last year. Oh yeah. Uh, the last time Makai Becton played ball, we were like, God damn, this guy's gonna be a franchise guy. Like I think that was we a long forget. Time ago, though. It was a long time ago. It was two years ago. 
But we kind of saw a little bit in the preseason, he's got that bully in him, and he's lighter mm-hmm. on his feet. He's healthier. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing him and AVT on the right side opening up lanes for freaking the, the, running, the rushing game, I think that's where we're going to go ahead and fall in love with this offensive line. A lot of people are so worried about, like, oh, man, Aaron Rodgers is going to get sacked. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get sacked unnecessarily, right? This is why he makes freaking the adjustments uh, um, uh, pre-snap. The, one of the quickest releases in all of football. I think it was like 2.6 seconds was the average time he got the ball out of his hands this preseason. Uh, we had a 3.1 second um, average with Zach Wilson last year. <laughs> Big difference, right? Uh, I think Tom Brady last year had the lowest freaking uh, sack rate to release time. He had a 2.5. So, so Aaron Rodgers is not too far off. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to make it very difficult for defensive linemen to get to him. Um, I think it's going to make our offensive line look a lot better, too. Uh, I think we'll probably be surprised to see that Green Bay Packers might just have a, a basic O-line this year because Jordan Love does not have the release point of a freaking uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not as worried about the offensive line in, in terms of performance. Now, in terms of health, I'm shook. <laughs> I'm, I'm shook. I'm, I'm worried what happens if, you know, Makai Beckton knock on wood does get hurt. Um, or Dwayne Brown gets hurt. He's about to be 39 years old, I think. So, you know, up there uh, for an offensive tackle, that's concerning. Uh, but other than that, I think Lincoln Tomlinson last year, it was a, lot, a lot of it was mental. For the first time in his career, his family wasn't there with him when he was freaking playing ball. He's a big family guy. I think that level of a distraction, uh, I've seen Marines overseas be away from their family, go from elite Marines back here in the States to, like, just just demolished overseas, right? There's a, Some people just can't function. I think – them being back here was a huge benefit, a huge help. And McGovern has been a freaking an average center in the NFL. Like he he actually wasn't a concern last year. He wasn't the weak point, right? He was he's been average. I think this offensive line is better than people are, are giving us credit for. Oh, and by the way, we're actually the healthiest offensive line in the AFC East right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the Patriots right now are suffering injuries. The Dolphins are suffering injuries. The The Bills think they improved somehow. I don't know how they improved, but <laughs> they haven't. Like it, the, we, we have one of the healthiest and most proven offensive linemen, I think, uh, in the AFC East. So I feel good about it, unless we get, you know, uh, the old injury bug. Then after those guys, after our starters – but you know what? God but help that, us. That, but no, but you know what? If let's say Dwayne Brown goes down, I don't feel bad having Max Mitchell running right tackle and moving Mekhi Becton to the left. Or vice versa. If Mekhi Becton goes down. I thought Max Mitchell played well when he got his chance last year. Was he a pro bowler? No, but I no. thought he did, did well. And Joe Tipman, we we waste a second round pick on him. I hope he can play well enough to, to to not make the offensive line look horrible if he has to come in if if McGovern is injured if if Tomlinson is injured or or AVT right he he's gonna be that guard slash center backup so I think we are covered as far as backups go now last year it felt like we were like four or five injuries deep and at that point right. it's almost impossible to fill in all those holes but if we can stay relatively healthy maybe just one or two people go down. I think Max Mitchell and Titman are serviceable enough where I, I still feel pretty good about our offensive line. I think Max Mitchell has proven he can go ahead and play at an NFL level. Um, I will say his training camp has been a little bit significantly subpar. Um, and it wasn't, I thought at first, you know what, he's going up against our defensive line. So, of course, he looks bad. Then you saw it in a couple of preseason games, and I was like, damn it, man. He does not look like him from last year. So I don't know if there's still some things he's un- he's dealing with in terms of the recovery from that blood clot. Um, I don't know what kind of treatment he had to take for that. But 
to me in the preseason, again, it's just preseason, he doesn't look like the kid we saw that we thought, oh, damn, okay, he can hold right. his own at an NFL level. So I'm hoping that was just preseason jitters, and when the, the, the time comes in real games, he's back to par from last year. Um, but, yeah, if we're talking about, like, one person, two, I, I do like Tittman a lot. I, in fact, I really believe Tittman will be in this offensive line, whether it's through him excelling through uh, practices or, um, injury, yeah. or injury. He'll get a chance to show out, and then he'll never as long as after that. As long as Billy Turner doesn't see the field Ooh, again. That's that's the person. You you, you were please. <laughs> you took the words just, right out of my mouth. Just call me. I'll come out there <laughs> and do what I have to do. Do not send Billy Turner anywhere Listen, near our offensive line. I played left tackle for the Black Creek League. I think I could go out there and play some left tackle for the New York Jets. Just saying. Like, I, probably... I rather I rather have Jeremy Rucker out there at tackle. I mean, he yeah, went bro. and he had the balls to fight Michael Clemens in training right. camp. Yeah, exactly. If it, you have I the balls to do that, that, you probably should play. You should be playing offensive line yeah. anyways. But Danny. No, no, no longer. T- we don't have to stay on it. I, I think Gunny is a little. Listen, he he never strikes me as a person who says blasphemous things. Huh? That, but he feels a little. I think he's a little too confident in this offensive line. Now, I think when you play a defensive line that can match your defensive line is where you're going to get a real test. When I look at the Buffalo Bills, and we're going to preview the Buffalo Bills here in a few minutes. Outside of Von Miller, nobody on that defensive line scares me. So I think your offensive line is going to hold up against not-so-caliber defensive lines. If you have an okay defensive line, I think your O-line is going to look better than what it is. The pressure is going to come when your offensive line plays against a great defensive front. Then you get, I think you could gauge how good it is. But you're absolutely right. If Billy Turner at any point is playing guard for you or tackle, I'm going to – Tell you, Gunny, we had a Bills guy when we previewed the Bills show, which will drop um, a little bit later. He literally said Aaron Rodgers might retire at halftime. If Billy Turner comes into the game, you, he <laughs> might just retire at halftime. He going to hit yeah. us with the old Antonio Brown treatment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. take yeah, off Antonio his jersey Brown. and walk off? What was it Vontae Davis? The Vontae Colts? Davis. Yeah, yeah, he used Vontae Davis, yeah. yeah. He just didn't come back out of halftime. He just yeah. said, fuck it. All right, oh, uh, so we were talking about defensive line, so I guess let's take this chance to transition over to the defense. Right. DJ Reed. Now, I had no problem with what he said because he said if we play to our potential, right. we mm-hmm. could be something mm-hmm. like the 85 Bears, 2000 Ravens, the Legion of Boom. Now, would I prefer he doesn't say anything like that? I would. I would prefer he doesn't say anything like that because I'm a batter fan. I, I don't like to hear that stuff. Yep, yep, yep. But I didn't think necessarily like you want them. To think that they can be that good. Yes. Now, this team forced absolutely no turnovers in the second half of the year. Virtually no turnovers. They played against a lot of backups. So, I don't want to take anything away from them because they were a great defense. But, yeah. man, sometimes I see these kids and I'm like, man, I really hope that they're not that full of themselves. Because I really do feel like they're feeling themselves too much. And I, I sometimes I wonder, like, I wonder if getting smacked in the mouth by the Bills will humble them a little bit. And then they'll come out and be like, all right, we're not as good as we thought. Now let's grind. Because I, I feel like sometimes like they might just be a little full of themselves. I look Danny? at a game of football. Oh, uh-huh. sorry, Danny. No, no, I, no, I'm sorry. I thought man was oh, okay. I look at a game of football, man, and, and I relate it a lot to the military in the sense that everybody that joins the military, right, with what branch you choose, you know what I'm saying, it's dependent upon a lot of cultural values, who you are as a person. But once you get in, right, we're all trained the same. We're all expected to go ahead and operate at the same level. But mm-hmm. I think what sets a lot of people apart in the Marine Corps specifically, it's not about that 
oh, uh, we're both Marines, we're both men into boot camp, is that I ran a 300 PFT, you ran a 299, right? Or I ran a 300 CFT, you ran a 299. Like, there's a bravado that we have about ourselves that we, we feel like we have to be that much, that, that one inch better than other Marines. And I think when it comes to football specifically, it's very much the same way. And the only way you can go ahead and, I guess you can say, like, you know, hit those levels is if you're willing to put yourself out there to say, I'm going to go ahead and smoke your ass this fucking year in a PFT. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. What do I do after that? I'm running. I hate running. Hate running with, I hate with a passion. But now I got to go be, beat sword in the PFT. I just told him I was going to beat his ass in the PFT. And when I'm doing it around other Marines, too, oh, man, Gunny, I don't know. Your sword freaking had a three. Oh, okay, watch, watch. And now I'm killing myself. I think that we don't see it. But I do think guys like 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 Sauce and DJ Reed are putting in the extra work. I do like the fact that CJ Uzama being there. Um, I'm sorry, not CJ Uzama. Uh, CJ Mosley being there, being the captain, that veteran presence is letting these guys know, like, okay, cool. We this is where we need to be, right? And and we need to go ahead and and live up to expectations. I bet you CJ has talked specifically about how he blew that freaking Buffalo Bills game last year, making that error. Like he's put that on him, and we can't look like that again. I I personally love it. Because they are putting a target on their back. I think when, when it comes to this generation specifically, uh, being put on the spotlight and, like, and failing is probably worse <laughs> than anything they could imagine. And as such, they do the extra stuff. Um, but am, am I worried? Because until you see it, right, like, it, we won't know. It's looked good in training camp. They have been going up against Aaron Rodgers. You've seen turnovers, you know, against Aaron Rodgers. Like, you've seen those things. But until get, the bullets start flying, you won't know. But personally... I, I would rather, I would rather him say something outlandish like that because those eighty-five bear. That I'm sorry, I I think we're a really good defense, but that's a historically just scary elite right. unit. Uh, and my that that God, and the two thousand Ravens, I think, are Ravens, considered the bro, two best, yeah, of all time. And yeah. <laughs> I love that he knows his history, though. I I know that he's trying to tie it into that, but I, I don't know if we're there. But I do believe we can be a very good defense. And if they believe they can go ahead and pursue that as a lofty goal for the season, hey, by all means, pursue it. Chase it. Put your money where your mouth is, though, because you said that out loud, and now everybody is watching you. And uh, right. the season starts if, if, like if you come out, days. If you come out here and start getting burned by Gabe Davis, <laughs> we're going to be looking at you, directly at you. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I understand why you said 85 Bears and, all, and the Legion of Boom and everything. But a defense that doesn't, and we're not gonna get into like a history lesson real quick. But right, I, I just right, something right. that comes to mind, uh, a defense that I wish he would compare himself to, because what I want to see is the 2002 Buccaneers. I felt like they scored more on defense than offense that year. I felt like every week Rondé Barber and yeah, Derrick Brooks were running back. back. So, right, and if that's what I want to <laughs> see, I hate that it's like that bend but don't break. Don't worry, they're gonna get a field goal, but we're not gonna turn get turnovers. But they're not gonna score a touchdown. Like, turn the ball over. That's what yeah. I want to see, and I, I hope that that's what they got going this year. I like how you said you don't want to go too far back, but then you pop off 2002 when probably like the 18-year-olds that are watching us right now are like, I wasn't around in 2002. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But yeah, well, they got to go back because I'd have to look it I up. I know. But, you see? You see, Gunny? Uh, he didn't think about it. doesn't seem that too long to me either. Right. I was like, yeah, that's not that long ago. <laughs> oh, my But God. that defense, man, that, that I, I don't remember. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there have been defenses that have scored more. But I'm telling you, I remember that season clearly because I, yeah. that year, I remember I spent they a lot scary. of time in Tampa Bay. They were Bay. scary. Yeah. So, and I felt like they took every the ball away week, a lot. Yeah. If it and, they, fumbles, and they ran it, it back a lot. Yep. It, it wasn't just getting the turbos. They were converted yep. into points, and it was I, wild. 
I'm going to go on the limbs before we get off the defense here, talk, because I know you guys talked a lot about the defense already. I don't know. I don't think you'll be the 85 Bears. I don't even think you'll yeah. be the 2002 Buccaneers. I think for sure you're going to be a top five defense. 100%. I think that's the one thing. The second thing is, and I, we're going to clip this because I think it's going to happen, but I think very strongly Quentin William wins defensive MVP of the year, of the league this year. I think, yeah, I, I think the way he, I think the way he's playing last year, I think the way you've seen him after he got his money, the way he shows up to practice, the way he shows up to training camp, the way he shows up to cheer on his teammates, the way he's a leader in the room, dude, this guy talks to talk and walks to walk. I think he wins defensive player of the year this year. Just to add to that, all he talks about is legacy. Ever since he right. got paid, you know, he's not talking about the new how Everything nope. that's come out of this kid's mouth has been legacy, legacy, legacy. What I want my name to mean. Right. Hall of, like, you want your freaking star guy talking like that. Then yep. you're seeing him in, in training camp, going up against those joint practices, straight dominating, 100%. I, I, I mean, I, I could see that. I, I could see. I could definitely see Quinnen. Being that defensive. Listen, if it if it was candidate. all skill, if it was all skill, I would be like, I'd be scared to say that. But I'm saying it because it's Mentality. the mindset that he has, and then the skill as well. One of the things that we talked about Zach Wilson was we thought he had talent, but headspace was right. Quillen Williams doesn't have any question marks to his game. So when I see him, and you could put both of those things together on this Jet Feasons with the other pieces they have on this defense. Listen, like like Danny, like he said at the end of Hard Knocks. You only love me because I get, I get sacks. sacks. <laughs> this guy gets sacks. This guy's a disruption. This guy will tackle your running backs behind the, the offensive line. Quentin Williams is going to be a problem this year. I'll 100%. say it first. I think he wins defensive player of the year. I love it. I like well, that. I, I love that prediction. Uh, that definitely will get clipped. But that wouldn't be a surprise as far as him being the New York Jets MVP of the year. Right. So I, I bring this question to you guys. I'll start with you, Gunny. What player do you think is going to be a surprise standout this season for the New York mm. Jets? A surprise standout. So not somebody yeah. that we just assumed. Right, right. Hey, right. No, don't, okay. pick like, like, don't pick Garrett Wilson. Don't pick Garrett Wilson. Like, we don't. Like, like last year, you could have said maybe Brees Hall and AVT. I don't think anybody right. saw any of those two. Or maybe even DJ Reed. I don't think anybody thought he was going to lock it down the way he did. So yeah. who do you think would be a surprise standout this year? I, I don't know if it's really a surprise, though. Right, okay. I feel like this is. I mean, we're Jets fans, so like we feel like we yeah. know the, the the team. So I know, but yeah, okay. Yeah. So so it, I, I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you one on defense okay. and one on offense. Oh, I'm um, gonna do the same. All right. Okay, cool. So so I'm I'm gonna give you on offense first. I think Makai Becton makes a Pro Bowl. Um, oh, okay. I think I like Makai that. Becton is going to make a Pro Bowl. This is gonna be the year where what we saw from him his rookie year, his mentality, we were just talking about mentality being a huge impact when you can tie it to talent. This is a father now. This is a guy who's been talking about how, like, hey, you know, he's got to go ahead and do right by his kids. He needs to provide for them thinking long-term stuff. When you, we, we know what his father meant. When you have that level of motivation, there's not much we don't do when it comes to our kids, right? And I think that's going to be the motivation that pushes Makai Becton over the edge, and he's a pro bowler this season. So that's, that's my guy on offense. That's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, is Makai on defense? I I actually think Jermaine Johnson's gonna lose. Ah, that's sacks. my guy. Okay, you stole mine. You stole, you stole mine. mine too. I I think I think JJ's gonna lead us in sacks this this season. I, I, I think he's gonna get a lot more snaps uh, than we that we're expecting. Yep, I, I think he's gonna be hard as heck off the field. Uh, the kid looks great. He's bigger somehow. He got faster while getting bigger, and his mentality is just 
dog, just the dog mentality. I've enjoyed watching him throughout training camp um, in the preseason. I think J.J. is going to lead the New York Jets in sacks. Um, and, yeah, that's <laughs> – again, I don't know if it's a surprise to some people. I think a lot of Jets fans have been watching and thinking, like, he's going to be special. But I think it's going to be an accelerated process. We're going to see it this year. So, yeah, so it's J.J. for me, and, and then it's, it's Makai Becton on the offensive side. All right. Well, I'm with you with with JJ. Uh, uh, well, Manny, you go ahead. You go before. Uh, I'll, I'll offense. I'm gonna go Xavier Gibson. That's okay. gonna be my. That's gonna be my surprise there. One that's of the things one. that every single coach, Robert Sala, your wide receiver coach, your offensive coordinator, they all said the same three things about Xavier Gibson. He's the most coachable guy. He listens and then he puts that product on the field. If Aaron Rodgers finds a way to connect early with this guy. With the speed that he has, the ability for him to cut, I could see him taking catches away from McCole Hardman in that slot position because he could turn around, catch a three-yard pass, catch a, and then make it a seven, make it a ten. He has the speed to be able to get around DB. So on offense, I'm definitely going Xavier Gibson. That's going to be my surprise standout. And on defense, like I said, you stole it. I think Jermaine Johnson has that same ceiling. And for, for those who don't really watch the Dolphins, these two guys I know for sure do. I think he's on the same level as a Jalen Phillips. Like you, 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 you have them, you have them as rookie powerhouses, and now you're waiting for them to take that next step. And I think both of those guys, if you, I don't know, uh, Gunny, I don't know if I've tagged you, but Jalen Phillips and Danny attested this. He's looking like a beast. He I mean, like this guy, right? He, he is ninety nine. Like freak. He is ninety nine nine percent muscle right now, and the and he still has that speed, just like you said about Jermaine Johnson. So when I look at Jermaine Johnson, I'm like, I'm basically looking at Jalen Phillips on that edge. That guy could get around. That guy could beat you with uh, swim moves. That guy could beat you with pure power rushes. So I look at Jermaine Johnson, and I'm totally convinced that this guy's going to have a great season. But I don't want to say that he's going to lead, 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 lead the team in sacks because I still feel like, again, I may be fucking crazy saying it, but I still feel like Quentin Williams is about to have an Aaron Donald-type season, man. Ooh. I, I don't know. Aaron Donald's type season. That would be right. That would right. Be like, <laughs> and listen, and, and remember, he he gets to face off against Liam Eikenberg twice. This guy in those games, he we're gonna average, get into he that. Average five sacks. I'm just. We're saying. gonna talk about that on the Dolphins show when we record that for their right. season preview. But right. Right. the fact that Liam Eikenberg won that that starting job, I was. What is going on? I saw that and I was like, that can't be right. I, I there's it's just right. no way. There's gotta be an it's injury right. that's making yeah. this even be no Isaiah Wynn is just right in the bench. It's so then and again, we're not gonna get into listen, it right, right now. Right. But, 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 but let's look at this real quick and then we can get off uh, get off of the surprise standouts. Yeah. Quentin Williams is in a face off against people like a Liam Meikenberg. He's in a face off against people on the Buffalo Bills that we're all asking who's on the Buffalo Bills offensive line. And then you have the New England Patriots that are basically taking a step back. I don't care what any of the other experts say. Oh, we're going to be surprised. I don't see it. I don't see it no. in their preseason. I don't see it in anything. Nothing's nope. So the fact that you guys get to play subpar offensive lines for six games out of your season, how could I not attest to the Shit. fact that Quinlan Williams is about to eat this year? That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, you put it like that, bro. That, yeah. That's damn. That's well, a good point. <laughs> uh, real quick to wrap up the surprise. Uh, I, I was going to yeah. say Jermaine Johnson. But I guess right. if I'll stick to defense and I don't I can't say Jermaine Johnson again, I'll say Tony Adams. The fact that he won the job kind of makes me, makes me one. second year. One. He beat I mean, I thought Amos was, that was his job and yeah. guaranteed. The fact that Tony Adams beat him out there, I have high hopes for him. So maybe Tony Adams. And offensively, honestly, once Corey Davis retired, the very first thing I thought was Brownlee. 
I, I, I was like, the, the chances that McCall Hardman is going to stay healthy for the whole season, I don't see it. Alan Lazard is going to be that number two. Like you said, you're not – I know Gunny doesn't believe. I think Brownie's going to get his chances. And yeah. he, when he gets his chances, he's going to show out. So I think Brownie's going to be one of those studs that you're like, okay, we got something on him. So I think he's going to be that surprise fourth receiver slash third receiver at some point in the season. Okay. So uh, th- that's what I had. Now, I did want to go over to the negative side for a bit because, you know, we're battered. So I did want to go to the <laughs> negative side. Uh-huh. So if we're talking about surprises as far as good – I kind of want to know, who do you think has the highest chance of maybe disappointing us? God, I'll start with Manny because Manny seems excited oh, to, t- to shit uh, on the I'm, Jets. I'm, so I'm, I'm, take so I'm not. I'm not this. I know. And so let me take the reins here, Gunny. Let me let me tell you mine. And oh, I can already feel the hate. I can already feel. I, the I know hate who you're going to say. I can know. I, I'm gonna I already say the feel same the person. hate. I'm going to say the same person. I can already feel C- it. C.J. Mosley. I'm oh. sorry. This guy, to me, to me. He's nowhere near the player he was two seasons ago. Danny, people will say, oh, he made the Pro Bowl. Xavier Howard made a Pro Bowl last yeah, season. Xavier yeah. Howard he didn't play. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> he was, he was That's your argument? Week. Yeah. That's your argument? Xavier Howard yeah. made a Pro Bowl last year, yeah. and I'm a Dolphins fan. For me, C.J. Mosley is on decline, mm-hmm. and I think as, as many Jets fans love this guy, and I get why you love him. I mean, the fucking leadership this guy brings your linebacker room. It's great to have him around because it it helps your younger core. But I'm sorry. For me, it's going to be C.J. Mosley's going to take another year, another drop-off, and you guys are going to be like, holy shit. Like, maybe we do got to clear that cap space off our roster because there's no point in paying him the big – you have to restructure that contract because, I, for me, C.J. Oh, Mosley is did. taking another step. Right. See? Yeah, I'm just stuck, saying. He's stuck with us for the next two years no matter what because we okay. restructured it again. So he's going to be here next year also. We can't afford to let him go. The, the cap casualty will be too much. I'm not saying that this guy wouldn't be a starter on my team. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the type of talent that you guys have on your defense, I think he's the weak point. That's just my I, point. I, I don't trust your linebacker I, oh. room, but I, but I don't trust C.J. Mosley because I think all he has right now is that veteran le- leadership. The, the, there's no wrong answer here. So I respect the CJ Mosley thing. I, I could see why you think that maybe he'll I take a step back. But I just yeah. want I just want to put it out there because I know you're big on number of tackles, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about I forgot which which Dolphins linebacker had like over 100 tackles. Just right, so it's Jerome Baker has average over 100 tackles, and then oh, yeah. it, people were like, "Oh, but are they important tackles?" That right. that that's the big well, argument well, again. CJ Mosley had 158 tackles last year. I was eighth in the NFL. So. Yeah. He's he's still putting up those productive numbers as, as a middle linebacker. Well, and, in all fairness, in all fairness, your defense is on the field fifty six minutes a game. This is true. And even though there's, even though there's only forty eight minutes in a game, your defense is on the field ninety nine percent of the game. So it's easy to get one hundred and fifty eight tackles when you're on the field all game. That's true. That's, I can't argue that. I mean, twice the we had twice the defensive snaps and offensive snaps. The only defense yeah. in the top ten that came close to that number. So I can't argue that. Yeah. <laughs> So, Gunny, who's yours, man? I, I'm dying ah, to know because I thought that you and I were going to win the same boat. No. So, who's your who's your who, step back? All right. Player? So, just just so we understand, people, the question was, who do we think is going to take a step back from last? Right. We're not saying like, they're correct? bad. We're not no, saying they're, they're bad. bad. They, they just might like Taking disappoint a us a little back. bit. Right. Right. I think it's Sauce Gardner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think Sauce is going to take a step back from what we saw last season. And it's not to say that he's going to suck or be a bum or anything like that. It's just that no. what he achieved last year was so elite. Like, yeah. what he achieved was so elite. 
Um, the only way he could really do better would be to up his turnover ratio. That, that, that's it. That's the only thing he could do to go ahead and improve from last year. But they're not so going to throw at him enough, I think. They're not going to. They're just not and going to. And that's why I think Gunny's going with Sauce Gardner. Is that yeah. the reason you're going with Sauce Gardner? Because people are going to yeah. try to avoid Sauce Gardner? I, I, but that's what I'm saying, though. I, I actually think he's going to make some mistakes because of that. I think oh, in his okay. effort to want to go ahead and make plays, because, again, that's some lofty – like, Sauce Gardner's everywhere. And he, he again, first team all pro year one, you know what I'm saying, rookie defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. You saw it already in preseason when he, he got the freaking uh, – the pass breakup and then coach pulled him out. Let me go back out, let me go back out there. He is hungry right now to prove, like, he is who we think he is, that when he's not getting the ball thrown his way – He's going to be more focused on where the ball may be going to potentially try to make a play on it, and it's going to cost sure. him a couple of big plays. I, I think Sauce is going to be a victim of his own greatness, and I'm just – what he achieved last year, that, that's historical. Like he, what he did right. as a rookie right. in the league was historical, and I think he's going to take a step backwards. And I think I that, that – I don't know how he's going to handle it. I'm, I'm terrified of how he's going to handle it, but I think that Sauce Gardner is going to take a step backwards this year. Danny, before you give me yours, I take it back. I thought the Jets fans were going to come for me. No, no, they're probably going to. They're definitely coming. Oh for yeah, Gunny. I'm done. Oh yeah, <laughs> nah, I'm, I know I'm done. They're 100 percent coming for Gunny. <laughs> I thought they were coming for me, guys. I said CJ Mosley. This mother lover said this guy said Sauce Gardner. Yeah. That's it. I can see. I can see. I guess I can see why why he said it. I guess it makes sense. But, for sure, it makes uh, sense. But the fact that the first, that he said it, Sauce. Like as soon as he started yeah. saying, bro. <laughs> yeah, farting. Barney. He's yeah. not wrong, bro. Like, I... <clears throat> look, at, look at Barney. Look at Barney. Look at Barney Miller. Get off of Twitch now. <laughs> well, look, I don't. I I could see why you said that, right? And all okay. the points you you said made sense. And I am going to say not sauce, but on the other side, I think if somebody might take a step back, it might be DJ Reed, and not because okay. I think that he is gonna play poorly. But it's because I think he's going to get so many more targets his way because people are going to avoid sauce. I think he's going to have the Antonio Cromartie syndrome. Antonio Cromartie was a good cornerback, but he saw so many balls. It's hard. That's a hard position to play. If, if Pause. the wide receiver is at, <laughs> it, it, the wide receiver is at an advantage every snap. So eventually Antonio Cromartie had to give up some plays. So Revis never got the ball thrown his way. Antonio Cromartie was working heavy every single game. So I think that that's what's going to happen this year with DJ Reed. And I think that we might see, we might see some, if it goes the way I, I hope it doesn't, but if they start getting some plays off of DJ Reed, I could see Twitter, Jets Twitter starting like, oh, we need another cornerback that's, that's better than DJ Reed. I think DJ Reed is great. I think that DJ Reed, what he's about to face this year with people trying to avoid sauce, you should give him the benefit of the doubt because he played great last year, and I think he's going to do the best he can. But I think that he's going to be seeing so many balls thrown his way that we might consider it a step back slightly. But I love let DJ me, Reed. Let me, let me ask you I'm a question. I, for sure. I'm with Barney as well. Barney, Barney always man. Because he's going to get more opportunities. Barney's always bring the heat, but here's my question to you. Look, and you just think- to be clear, Cromartie always got more picks than 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 Reeves. One hundred percent. Yeah, he did he because did. he has so but many Cromartie, opportunities. I'm, I, I don't think Cromartie could hold DJ Reed's jock in terms of I, technical I, I, proficiency. I, I, I was about to say had him in size and in speed. That is it. Every need- other oh. as- aspect, I like DJ. 
I need to ask you guys a legitimate question because Danny knows that I, I, I'm a big fan of Darrell Revis. I think deservingly Hall of Famer as soon as he got it. And Cromartie definitely had more kids too. 100%. That's 100%. That dude didn't miss. But Danny, do you think Sauce, where he is now at year two, is already on the same level of Darrell Revis? Darrell Revis earned that respect overseas, is what I'm saying. Over seasons. Where everybody's like, oh, we're not throwing that way. What I'm saying is D- DJ may get more attempts thrown his way, but it's not because Sauce Gardner is shutting down the opposite side of the field. I don't think Sauce is there yet. Sau- Sauce had a better rookie season than Revis. So I guess I guess it, I guess in that aspect you could say it. But man, Revis year one to year two, that jump that he took, and then year three, two thousand nine. Right. I'm sorry. That's the biggest robbery in the in NFL history. And yeah. I don't care what anybody says to me. That's a yep. fact. Yep. Nobody yep. has ever had a defensive season the way he did, and they gifted it to Charles Woodson. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was bullshit. Why? I don't that understand. That was pure bullshit. That, that was. If you look at the players, that not only that he played against, but that he shut down. Yeah. Because it wasn't that he just played against good competition. No. He shut them down. 2009 he, was the greatest defensive dogs. season that I've ever seen, at least from a secondary player. Right, because I know Lawrence Taylor and everything, but from a right, secondary right. play, nothing better. I don't care what you say. So that was the biggest robbery. So are for we sure, see for sure, party. like that. Are we going to see anything like that from Sauce? I don't no. know. That I, that I, season honestly, to I'll live up no. to, to I, your third season in the NFL. The the, the that's why I, I say no. So I guess if you compare rookie seasons, yes, yeah, Sauce is technically better. But man, no, I, no, I, no. I I, I asked that a question. Step. Mm-hmm. I asked that question for some reason. You said that you think DJ is going to get more opportunities. And what I meant was, I don't think he's going to get that. I think they're going to get equal opportunities. I don't yeah. think Sauce is at the same level where you're scared of him yet. <laughs> Granted, great freaking talent, but I don't okay. think any NFL quarterback it, is scared of Sauce yet the way that people perfectly. avoided. People avoided Darrell Revis. Yeah. Because he could also turn the ball around and pick the ball. You saw the. Right. Uh, um, uh, Revis picked the ball off some ridiculous catches too, almost like he was a wide receiver running the routes for you saw that until freaking sauce can turn those pass pickups into interceptions. I think Salah said it the best. We're going to keep testing you. We're going to keep testing you because if, if I'm, if I'm Joe Burrow and it's Jamar chase against sauce, I'm mm-hmm. going to bet on that 50, 50 ball on Jamar chase because Funny. at the very least I know sauce doesn't do interceptions. <laughs> so it's either going to be a pass breakup or a completion, right? Like I, I think, <laughs> I think DJ's gonna have a better year, even if they had the same amount of of balls thrown their oh, way. I, okay, I just yeah. I think you're gonna DJ get that Reed, hate for real. Okay, you are gonna get DJ Reed to me. Flamed. I think is is more adult. I think DJ Reed's been that underdog. He's Reed, still. Man. I love him. I love him. He's yo. He's pissed. <laughs> he didn't make the Pro Bowl last year. He is pissed. He didn't make the Pro Bowl last year. I think that's a guy that's focused and dialed in. I, I think in our yeah. secondary. Probably our most focused guy and dialed in guy is DJ Reed. And because of that, I can see him taking another step this year. Um, I love I do love sauce, man. But again, you know how y'all we were talking about like, ah man, are we sure it's gonna go to their heads? I, sauce has been everywhere, bro. He's got his own mm-hmm. sauce with freaking Buffalo Wild Wings. His yeah, his video game account like is blowing up, his YouTube account blew up. Uh he he's doing he, <clears throat> he was on the cover of ESPN. He's definitely he's a, brand. a brand, bro. Yeah, he's, brand. he's definitely a brand. He's very, he's very marketable. Yep. But again, I, I he Danny, just like, turned twenty three, yeah. like like last week, like like last like, week. Bar- like Barney just said, Riverside is a lot less crowded than Sauce City. I I think that's the perfect <laughs> that's, way to say it. I like that. Look, <laughs> I am gonna tell you something though, Sauce to me, and I remember I I did a Photoshop last year. I put Revis's head 
on Antonio Cromartie's body because that's how I see Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Sauce yeah, Gardner has that Cromartie body, but with the Revis the technique. Yeah, and yeah the, technique. It, so technician. It, if, if he were to ever get to a Revis level as far as the mind goes, he could be better than Revis because Revis wasn't as <laughs> tall or long as Sauce or Cromartie were. And and if there was ever uh, any, I don't know, a deficiency Hybrid. to Revis's game, it was the fact that he wasn't as lanky as he could have been when he was playing against those tall receivers. Not that it affected him much because he was still a monster. Yeah. But but I think Sauce has the physical tools also as far as his body goes. I, I feel like Revis had to, to, to be more technically sound and, and be more oh, of a mental sure. general when it came to going his approach. Whereas Sauce matches up well. He's got the speed. He's got the fluidity. He's got the size. He, believe, he leans more so on like his physicality. But you did see a lot of like technician type, you know what I'm saying, aspects last year to his game. If he could get to a level of, that's a great way of putting it, man. Like Revis on Cromartie's body. Because if he could get to the level of Revis's mentality, he he, he could potentially go down as being one of the best ever to do it because he has the gift of the physical ability. Uh, so Barney thinks that Solomon Thomas is going to surprise people. Maybe. We had this conversation like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Well, we all agreed. We, we're expecting big things from Jermaine Johnson. JJ. Yeah, man. I, I, we just think he, he's going to come out and he's going to be the starting end at some point, getting more snaps than Carl Lawson and all of them. Even though Carl Lawson might not even play on Monday. All right. So uh, let, let's start wrapping it up. So, yep. real quick, what is a failure of a season this year, Gunny? What do you think would be a failure? And then we'll go over to you, Aunt Manny, afterwards. What was, what's considered a failure? Anything less than a playoff win to me is a failure. Okay. <coughs> uh, I'll just put it out there. I agree. That, that's the same thing I said. Manny, what do you think? If you don't make the playoffs, fire everybody. Oh, yeah, that would be a failure. But yeah. I guess – what? okay, yeah. So if you make the playoffs and you lose the first game, it's still a success. I'm fine with that. Here's here's why. Because of the fact that last year you didn't make it in because of what? Quarterback play. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that a lot of people, especially in Jetsland, especially Danny, that you have been strong enough to refrain from saying it is Super Bowl or bust. That should be your expectation. You have Aaron Rodgers at fucking quarterback. I get it. But the fact that you did you missed the playoffs because you didn't have good quarterback play. Now you, the minimum should be making the playoffs. That should be the minimum. So if you don't make the playoffs, you got to fire everybody. So that would be a failure of a season for me if the New York Jets do not make the playoffs this season. I I I, I, I can see why you're saying that. I can see but it, yeah. with the fact that so many teams make the playoffs, right? If this that roster, if the if this one. roster has to make the playoffs. Like right. I don't care. You have That's to. That's what I'm saying. So, so to me, a failure is not winning that first playoff game. Because to oh, me, I'm I already, think I think what Deer is saying, the like, playoffs. what would get our if they don't make the playoffs, fire them. I, yeah, that's what you're trying to say. Like, if Facts. they don't make the playoffs, Facts, like that—that's fireable because that—that's disgusting. This team should make the playoffs. Um, but for me, the, for us as Jets fans, a failure to me on the season would be to not win one. Even if we made yeah. one, get out into the playoffs, and we didn't win the game. This was this was a waste of a season. That's that's the way yeah, I would look at it. I I agree because I understand that as a Jeff fan, we should be grateful that we make it after like 12, 13 years 12, of not yeah. making it. Right. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You gotta win at least one playoff one. game. I'll throw I'll throw in my hat real quick. Remember the the Dolphins finally made the playoffs last year after not making it for X amount of time. Let me tell you something. It didn't feel that good making it and then losing right away. So I'm with you. I understand your yeah. point of view. Making it is great. Ha, look, we made it. And then you lose. But the fact is, and, and, and listen, th- 
this guy said it right. Barney, you said it right. Yes, you guys had a shitload of injuries, but you yeah. lost a lot of close games for not having good quarterback play. You lost winnable games, regardless of injury. You lost winnable games because you did not have good quarterback play. That is um, now you have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will win you more than two or three games of those games that you guys had last year. And that's why, for me, the minimum should be at least make the playoffs. Right. And uh, I'm okay with uh, AFC Championship, but because uh, I, I like I've refused to say Super Bowl or bust. You're yeah, playing nah. against some some monsters. Right. So it's going to be hard to make deep. it. Yeah. So and look, I, I want them to say it. I want to think it. That's my goal. Right. right? Yeah. But if, if they lose an AFC championship to one of these monster teams, like Danny's just, basically saying if you pull the New York Jets and you throw them somewhere in the NFC, you guys are making the Super Bowl. Oh, for but sure. The NFC AFC soft as hell. Right. The AFC is a monster. The only team I'd be worried about the Niners? is the Eagles and the NFC. And the Niners. You know what? The, two and the Niners. Eagles and the Niners. The Eagles yeah. and the Niners. Yeah. Well, that's what you're talking AFC? about. Two, Shit, bro. two out of what? <laughs> nine teams? Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, nah. All right, so all right, so let's end it with this. Uh, I'll start with Manny, then I'll go over to Gun- Gunny, and then I'll, I'll finish it off. Yep. Prediction, official prediction for the 2023 go. New York Jets. Give me the record, how far they're going to go if they make the playoffs, and Super Bowl, I guess, if, uh, if that's what you have. I looked at your schedule again when, I, when, I, when you sent me the show sheet for today's episode, and I said, again, let me go through it the way we did in the preseason. Final roster. I'm ready to say. Eleven and six. Eleven okay. and six as your final as your final um Does that win the record. division? I think it does win the division because I think eleven and six, I, I have the Dolphins somewhere between eleven and ten wins. And I think the tiebreaker will be owned by whoever wins those matchups. Um, I, the Bills, I see at nine or ten wins, and again, it's just because of the AFC East being deep, and then how deep the AFC is. One of these good teams is not going to make the playoffs. It could be mine, but based off the fact that we're talking about what would be a failure, I'm leaning more towards the fact that you guys aren't going to be a failure. You're going to win eleven games. You're going to make the playoffs. You're going to win the division, so you're obviously going to be at home for that playoff game. So I think you win a playoff game, and then you eventually lose in the conference championship to something like the Chiefs or 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 the Bengals. Okay. Gunny, what are you thinking? Wow. Okay. I was not expecting him to come that heavy with it. Um, I got us I got us at 13 and 4, and, and I'm in the same boat. I think the Dolphins, a healthy Dolphins team, can win 13 games. Um, I've been adamant on saying that I think they're going to rely on the running game more this season than they did last year. I think you saw when you looked at those guys' averages of per <laughs> – I think it was Mostert. I know Wilson is hurt, but, like, if you look at those guys, they were averaging – they were literally averaging 4.8 yards a touch collectively. <laughs> and I don't know why they ran away from it. And it looks like from watching the preseason, hearing freaking McDaniels talk, they're going back to that. I do believe that the Vic Fangio experience is going to get this defense back on track. Um, people keep forgetting that when Brian Flores was there just a year ago, they were a top-10 defense, and the majority of the group is still there. They had an incompetent defensive coordinator last year that people are sleeping on. It wasn't Daniel Ramsey to me that made the Dolphins' defense nope. better. No. Nope. Vic Fangio <laughs> is what makes them better. So I actually got the, either the Jets or the Dolphins winning this division. Same thing. Whoever wins our matchup at 13-4. and four. Uh, I do have the Jets going to the AFC Championship game, though, and we lose to the Bengals. The Bengals wind up taking us out. 
Okay. Now, to be clear, I just want to make sure everybody understands. There's 17 games wait, in the wait, season. Wait, wait, wait. Before you drop that, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Ain't nobody scared of your team. We're scared of Quinn Williams. That's about it. You guys are going to eat right there, but we ain't scared of your team. Stop being disrespectful. Go ahead, Danny. Go ahead, Danny. There's 17 games in the NFL season. Yep. The Jets this year are going to play 10 of those at MetLife Stadium. Oh, sorry. Jet Life Stadium. Jet Jet Life Stadium. 10 right. out of the 17 That's games insane. are going to be played in their home stadium. Yeah. We have, we're not playing any teams coming off of a bye week. Nope. No. <laughs> and the nope. hardest part of our schedule will be to start the season, which is where we'll probably get the most losses. Now, I yeah. do see within the first six weeks, maybe two or three losses, which are the New York media is going to, it's going to be very yeah. annoying. I can see yep. it. Okay. I can see it. But they're going to get their shit together after that. After the bye week, they're just going to start steamrolling. They're going to end this season. I'm not going to say 13 and 4. 12 and 5. They're okay. going to end this 12 and 5. They're going to win the division. They're going to get a home playoff game, which yep. I will attend. Mm -hmm. For the first time since the year 2000 and what was it? 2002 when they 2002. beat the Colts 41 to 0. Whatever yeah. it was. 2001, yeah, 2002. Right. Beat yeah. Peyton Manning 41 0. They're going to go ahead and they're going to run through the AFC. They're going to make the Super Bowl, and they're going to beat the 49ers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Super Bowl MVP, and I will be at that game. I don't know what I got to do, but I will be at that. My wife is looking at me like I am a crazy person because she knows what it's going to cost, but I know that she loves me enough where she's going to allow me to spend the money necessary to make it to that Super Bowl game because we are winning the fucking Super Bowl this year. I was I was I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. It's happening, Gunny. Get ready. I Look, mean, I'm, I'm here. Let me tell I'm you ready something. for it. Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers. He joined the team that was a quarterback away. That team went seven and nine the year before. They were a quarterback away. He chose them because of the roster that they had. All they needed was the quarterback. He yes. joined them. They won the Super Bowl. Same shit is happening here. The Jets were a quarterback away. We have a top defense. We have a top receiver. We have two stud running backs and a healthy offensive line. Now, obviously, health is the question for every yeah. NFL team. So you can't predict that. One or two bad injuries, and all of a sudden, we're a lottery team. Who knows? But as it's currently listed right now, we are winning the Super Bowl. We are finally going to get out of this purgatory and we are going to be celebrating in February. Speak it into existence because it's happening, people. It's happening. Let's I believe it. I believe it. And I've had a hard time saying Super Bowl or bust. I believe it. This that, is the year. This is the That's how I know you year. believe it. I'm like, you, oh, yeah. this isn't. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, yeah. No, this, is, this is like one of those things of I'm destiny. You see it. When Tom oh, Brady yeah. went to the Bucks, did anybody have any doubt that he was going to win the Super Bowl? No. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. This is happening. 
you, you know what also I, I kind of got go along with that is I've, I've been talking to Jessica and whatnot in regards to like how I feel like this has been like a, a Cinderella type story, right? You hear Aaron Rodgers talk about how it's like a dream, et cetera, et cetera. And for the first time in a long time, the New York Jets are amongst the teams going into the season that's 100% healthy, right? We thought Will McDonald had an issue, right? Come to find out he had his wisdom teeth pulled. I, he wasn't even really hurt. He just had to go ahead and get his wisdom teeth pulled. So, so when you look at the trajectory we are going into in the AFC East right now in our own division, we're the healthiest roster going into uh, opening day. Kansas City Chief just potentially lost, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. However long because of a knee injury, right? The Super Bowl favorites, right? So, like, for me, it, it does feel like that. You just mentioned the 10 home games right, that we're playing this season. We're playing, which, we're playing nobody coming off of a bye <laughs> week. Bye. Last year, we had, like, three or four of those alone. Yes. I mean – like you said, man, like a lot of people talk about, you know, the NFL is scripted and stuff like that. I don't think the NFL is scripted, but I do believe they can go ahead and put a couple of things in play to give some, some advantages to certain teams. The Jets have never been amongst those teams getting it. If this is the Aaron Rodgers effect, so be it. We'll take it. I think we're well overdue. But 10 games at home, man, is hard to argue with. No, no games after anybody coming off any buys. That's that's. This defense is – bro, I, man, Super Bowl, I might have to redo my whole freaking prediction video. Mm-hmm. I, might, I might have to redo it. I mean, look, when you, when you look Listen. at the games and, – and look, by the way, I saw Barney. I, I like the psycho exchange. That's, that's, a, cute, that's a cool play on words. Um, I, I don't know if, if the, the actual team would like, like it, but – You're excited um, That was the name for the D-line. That's what he, pre- yeah. that's what he prefaced yeah. it with. The, the 10 home games, I think, is, is, is an advantage that people are overlooking. Like, how does that even – every team has either nine and then the following year eight, and it goes back and forth. But the fact that we have nine plus that Giants game that's technically a road game, like, it doesn't play better into our hands. Like, it, it's impossible. So – and then the fact that the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Bills, those four tough opponents, which are probably the four toughest on our schedule, are all in the first six weeks. Yeah, it might be a rough start. But – if, if if they could weather that storm, they once the bye week's over, they can get rolling. I, I'm just saying, yeah. I, 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 I feel it. I'd rather be hot on the back end of the season than early on in the season. We saw how that worked out for us last year, being hot early. For sure. Yeah, it's about how you finish. I mean, exactly. Shit. Just make sure that you weather the storm on Twitter because it's going to be ugly the first couple oh, of weeks. Yeah. I, oh, 100%. Because th- that's where the, 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 the losses are going to come. They're going to come early in the season. I said 12 and 5. I think. Two to three of those losses come within the surface. I, I I remember when we first did that original prediction episode. I think I predict that we go three and three in the first six, mm-hmm. and then we start reeling off a bunch of wins. So I wouldn't be surprised if we slow start slow, but I think we're gonna finish very strong. Shit, I'm so. I listen. I, I I've stayed quiet because I've had nothing else to say. Danny, you just you blew my mind, sir. You blew my mind. I uh, I'm well. No, you know what I did. Think that we're gonna win the Super Bowl the second year with Rex. I really right. did believe that, and especially when we beat, who, we beat Tom Brady and Peyton Manning Tom back Brady, to back. Yeah, no, weeks. Bro, I thought that was like I really thought that. So I can't say this is the first time I feel this way, but with Aaron Rodgers at the helm and the defense we have, I think this is the most realistic because and, Mark Sanchez. It was a, a pipe dream thinking that yeah. he could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Bowl. Yeah, and as good as those defenses were, in all actuality, they didn't have this level of talent. Uh, we, we didn't have a defensive line like this that can just go ahead and get to the quarterback. Rex had to go ahead and create the exotic blitzes to be able to get into the backfield. We all know it. Um, it put a stretch on the, the secondary to go ahead and be able to hold coverages. Not the case here, man. Not the case here. These guys can get – we can get pressure with four. 
Like we've seen it consistently. Don't you remember Damn. Quentin Williams last year blowing up on yeah. Whitecott and on the sideline? Like, yo, stop blitzing. Let us get to him. <laughs> Let us go and that, get to him. And that and that changed that the defense. Yep. Once we stop blitzing, good luck passing on us. So man. All right. Any final All thoughts, right. guys? Manny, any final thoughts? I, I'm still I'm still speechless. Listen, yeah. you I thought my I thought my prediction I, I thought I thought Is my prediction number one fantasy draft pick for most drafts next year. I, I thought Gunny, I, I, I thought my prediction, Gunny, was uh good. I said 11. You said 12. I thought we were spot on. And Danny, Danny blew us away, bro. I'm saying, but you, you, you went 12, and then you took it. You took, you took it to the two, bank. Bro. You took yeah, it to the fucking I, bank. I, I gave us two extra wins in January and February. That's all I did. This is true. I mean, I, I mean, you guys had us in the AFC Championship. AFC championship game. Right, right. So all I did was give I us mean, two extra wins. I like it. I, Listen, I just feel I like it. it's destiny, I man. It. I respect it. I respect it. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. If Even the those New York Jets win the Super Bowl this year, look, I want to apologize in advance for my behavior uh, <laughs> because I am going to be insufferable on all things social media. I will apologize to everyone now that's not a Jets fan because y'all gonna have to block me. That's gonna be the only way. <laughs> Listen, I, I think I think I think you guys deserve it. There, there are certain fans, um, there are certain fans that deserve a championship in their lifetime. Um, you know, as as corny as it sounds, I think, you know, the reason that me and Danny work this show so well is because we respect one another to that point. Dude, one of the things we've always wanted is at least one Super Bowl in our lifetime. And so it would be fucking amazing if I get to see him watch that shit as well. You know, regardless, Vegas, of, the, right? regardless of the disrespect I'm getting in this comment section today, I, I'm still going to hold my own. Uh, it's in Vegas, the Super Bowl this year, right? Right here, Gunny. Right here. Look at look at this disrespect. Right I'm here, looking. Look at, I'm trying to find that. it. Right there. Right there, Gunny. Look at that disrespect right there. Dad. She's good. Luck. <laughs> look at look at look at this. Look at this disrespect well, right here. And 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 uh, well, we we'll, we'll, I mean we have to wrap it up, right? Because we've gone a lot right, longer right, right. than we yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we def- well, you said Super Bowl, but, so that took up the last yeah, twenty minutes. That took up another twenty <laughs> minutes, bro. I was but, like, hold but, on, I got to hear that right. <laughs> let, let the fact that we're so deep on our defensive line. Sure. To the point that Manny said that we're playing against subpar offensive lines. Mm-hmm. Remember, the offensive line, those five guys don't come off the field. Nope. nope. They are there every offensive snap. Yep. Whereas yep. our defensive line will be rotating. And when we rotate, we're not putting in scrubs to fill nope. in a couple snaps. <laughs> I'm like, just out here dropping facts. It doesn't stop. I'm just out here it dropping facts. Stop. That's all I'm saying. Quinn and Williams, obviously, there's a drop off from Quinn and Williams to whoever comes in after him. But everybody else, all right. it's, all right. it's stop studs. It Barney, come on now. Now we're just being silly, Barney. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. I mean, there's some come guys on. I would love to have in the Jets listen, uniform over but, there. <laughs> listen, that's that's why that's why I said the point that I did. Danny, I think when we when we spoke about it and you said six and on the division, it, I was like, God, you're being blasphemous. But then you look at it. You're like, you look at it and you look at the defense. And I know we got to get out of here. You look at the defense and then you look at the subpar offensive lines, like I said earlier in the show. You could win games just on the defensive front. Because our, you, you're, you're, you're stifling our offensive weapons with that defense. You're not giving Tua the ability to throw a two-second out to Tyreek Hill. You're not giving Josh Allen the ability to escape the pocket and use his legs. Do I even need to talk about Mac Jones? Does anybody no, need any feedback on Mac let's, Jones? Let's nah, we're not, we're not like I said, the, <laughs> I, I, I could easily see you guys going 4-2, and 5-1 and one within the division. 
I still think six and zero is a little is a little far fetched just because of how yeah. close division games yeah, are. Yeah, but yeah. four and two, five and one, I could definitely see that. Yeah, and um, Look, as long as we all sweep the freaking Patriots, uh, that's for Buffalo, that's for the Dolphins, and uh, we all got to sweep the Patriots. They need to go zero and six this year. That that's that's to me is is also a must mandate for the AFC East. Right, right. Sure. We all we should we listen regardless of none of us doing something. We all got to shit on the Patriots because the Patriots but, shit on us for plenty but, of years. You know what? And I've seen I've been seeing this a lot. We got to drop fifty on them. We so got to run up the score on them. I want to so bad. I will beat them by half a point. I don't care. I just want to get that losing streak done with. Because last year, I remember we going into that first game. People weren't saying, oh, we're going to beat the Patriots. They were talking about how much they wanted to beat the Patriots by. And we like, should we gotta, We, we got to hex that first. If, if Zach Wilson didn't vomit all over himself, we should have. Yeah. Yeah, Twice. literally, Agreed. Zach Wilson but listen, just threw up all over himself. Stop talking about that, man. Stop talking about that. You guys, Danny said you guys are winning the Super Bowl. You're right. This, you, you can only go from here. You can only go from here. Oh, wait. One last thing, because we've got to talk about these last seven minutes before we drop it. Gunny, what's your prediction for Monday Night Football? We did not ask you that. What's your prediction for Monday Night Football? Ooh, yes. Monday Night Football, Jets win one. It's going to be a close game. Uh, yep. Comes down to the wire. It's going to be a 27, I'm sorry, 28 to 21 uh, game on Thursday or Monday. Night. I think, Danny, if I'm not mistaken, you had the Jets winning 21 24 17. But I wouldn't be surprised if we lose this first game, honestly. Oh yeah, like no, it wouldn't surprise me. We're, get, we're, we're gonna get the either. bulk of our losses to start the season. It's gonna, it's not gonna be smooth right away. But right, I do think with nine eleven playing at home, I do think we we come out with the win. Right, and yeah. my 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 one my guess was twenty four twenty one Goats Jets ways for the same reasons nine eleven the hype of having Aaron Rodgers this this defense is gonna come lights out because you guys gave the 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 blueprint on how to make Josh Allen look human. And I think you're going to come out with that same intensity and make him look human again. But I still think he's going to find a way to get in the end zone with his legs or his arms. But you guys yeah. eventually win this game. Yep. Sounds good. Ooh, I like All that. right. Well, if you are listening on uh, audio, please leave a five-star review. And just, just comment. Just review us all together. We appreciate you listening all the way to the end. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Uh, it's free, y'all. It's free. That like button. It. It's free. Hit it, baby. We appreciate you listening all the way down. For those that jumped in on the comments, appreciate you taking the time to comment and joining a part of the show. And uh, hopefully, we'll be coming. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll drop in a, a preview episode for the Bills game later this week. And hopefully, we're celebrating a win next week. So, football. And, and listen, Gunny, he, he's fighting it. But he's gonna be a part of the battered family one way or another. Officially, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm Every just time saying. I try to walk out, they keep pulling me back in. <laughs> Gutty, thank you for always joining us, brother. I appreciate you guys, man. Always love hopping up with yeah. you guys. All right, guys, and uh, until the next one, have a good one. Peace. Peace.